American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Jake Wesley Rogers over Zoom video. Jake told us about where he grew up and how he got into music. He got into music at a very early age, loved performing, loved singing, even started writing songs at a very early age as well. He talked to us about his early performances as, as a young kid, playing his original songs, having his dad drive him around in the minivan, taking him to different shows at a very early age. I think he was like 12, 13 years old at this point. He told us about going to college for music in Nashville, scoring a publishing deal his freshman year at college, and a pivotal writing session that really set the tone and allowed him to write what became the spiritual record. He also talks to us about his new project and brand new song, Middle of Love. You can watch our interview with Jake Wesley Rogers on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Jake Wesley Rogers. Awesome. Nice to meet you. So nice to meet you as well. Well, so this is all about you, your journey in music, and how you got to where you are now. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right on, Jake. So where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, but my family moved around a bit. Um, We lived in New Hampshire for a couple of years, Illinois for a couple of years, but we moved back to Missouri when I was 11. So I say I'm from Missouri. Um, Springfield, Missouri is kind of where I did my middle school and high school. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that feels most like home. Yeah. Most like home. How, how did you get into music? Oh man. Um, I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty young when I was drawn to music. My mom, um, has always worked in radio. She was like a DJ when I was growing up um, in Kansas City, like in really, oh, like a, like a radio DJ. That's yeah, rad. that's where I came. That's she's, the world I come from. <laughs> wonderful, yeah. She's pretty. She's pretty badass, and you know, I like went to so many concerts as a kid, um, and just, I mean, always kind of felt this pull to be doing that. Mm-hmm. to be on stage and I love performing. I was like a pretty loud kid and parents put me into theater, which is probably like a really good thing to do with <laughs> yeah, insane with a, children. Um, <laughs> so you're um, only, yeah. well, what was the first instrument you learned? Um, I would say singing. I feel like that's my first instrument, I would say. But apart from that, um, I got a guitar when I was like six. And it was pretty much guitar till I got a piano when I was 12. And then there was something about the piano that I think I like that you don't have to tune it, or at least as regularly. I think I just was really annoyed with guitars that every time you picked it up, it might sound bad. It might and be out of still, <laughs> And to this day, I don't really have guitar in any of my songs, mainly because in high school, I was in bands with guitar players who'd always have amps that were like so loud and they would just like drown out everything. And it always just made me so mad. So to this day, I really don't have guitars. 
Isn't it funny 90s. how a lot of local band or like you'll go see like a local show and like there's no concept of like mix in their set. It's yes. like the guitar player has to be the loudest person. And I always had a keyboard which has no stage volume. <laughs> and I was just dying. They just crucified Drown me. So I, I canceled guitars in my life, um, okay. at least for a while. But um, <laughs> but I still love them. I still I trust I trust a few people with guitar, mostly mostly like Joni Mitchell or like Lindsay Buckingham. I'm like, yeah, they know what they're doing. And okay. I'm going to let them do that. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, the greats are allowed to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Anyone can play guitar if they want. I didn't mean for this to be like a... I hate oh, guitar. No, I'm kidding. I hope that's not the, I hope that's not the takeaway. <laughs> it won't be. It won't be. But I right do on. love piano. So okay, to answer so your question, piano. <laughs> piano, piano. Okay, well, when did you start writing yeah. songs? I started writing songs and I was, I wouldn't really call them songs, but I was like 11. Yeah, I would say 11 or 12. Um, I was really into um, like Adele's first record. Well, all her records, but at the time, 19 and Regina Spector mm-hmm. and Lady Gaga's first record. Well, again all her records but at the time um this is kind of like really powerful bold songwriters mm-hmm. that told their stories in their songs um and you know i feel like they kind of led me to the piano in a way through okay. their storytelling and sure. i just imitated them for years and years and years which is part of the process i've found sure. you, just, you imitate until you innovate hopefully <laughs> <laughs> when did yeah. you start performing like your original songs in front of people um i was like 13 or 14 i did the oh, kind wow. of uh, like yeah i mean i love performing is kind of number one for me mm-hmm. um so i would play the kind of like local little arts festivals and my wow, dad that young was, though yeah, my dad would like drive me around in, in the minivan vibes, um, you know, just going from going from gig to gig. That's cool. <laughs> Getting paid in like muffins and some tips, sure. just, you know, well, kind of the vibe. Rad. Yeah, but I mean, to have such a supportive parent, I mean, to, to embrace yeah. the fact that you want to do that and take you to, to shows and let you perform, that's pretty cool. No, they were all about it. They really were. They they let music be my outlet. And even in times where perhaps I didn't believe it could work, um, they they <laughs> pretty much instilled in me that it will. And, you know, I'm really grateful for that because pursuing so this career even, is, you know. Yeah. So wow. Well, tell me about that a little bit. That's um, so they you know, there was moments when you were like, kind of like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. And they kind of, you know, validated that dream mm. for you. Yeah. I remember um, when I was 18, I was applying, well, I only applied to one college. <laughs> um, I applied to Belmont in Nashville for mm-hmm. their songwriting program. Cause there's only a few schools in the country that kind of have like a commercial songwriting program. And, uh-huh. um, we had gone down to Nashville a few times and I really kind of vibed with it. And I got into the program wow. um, the first time I applied. And I don't know, I think something about it, like 
at the time scared me. And I think it was also money because I think I was also like, I don't want to take out a loan. I'm I'm 18. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, but um, no, my parents just kind of looked me in the eyes and like, you, you need to follow this. Like, you need to do this. We'll figure it out. Um, you won't, you're not going to be drowning in debt. Um, like there are options and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like that was kind of a critical point for me because mm-hmm. moving to Nashville definitely set things in motion um, and moving there just really, um, my time there really kind of shaped my my artistic path. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you ended up going, friends. yeah, you ended up going to school there? I did, yeah. Okay. I. Uh, I did, and I just moved literally two days ago. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> moved you away. Moved, yeah, moved away from Nashville. Yeah, so I was there almost like six years. Like, oh my gosh, years. that's funny. Like my family and I just moved to Nashville like a month and a half ago from oh, Southern California. Oh, well, welcome, welcome <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ships passing. Where where did you did you move to the West Coast, L.A. or anything? No, I'm gonna kind of be on a little nomadic adventure, is what I'm calling it. Um, love it for the next year i just my first stop's new orleans i just go to new orleans very cool um i don't know where i'm gonna end up and i'm just (laughs) kind of waiting for touring to happen again and want to go live in places i've always wanted to live in that's amazing Uh, yeah it should be opening up soon enough i mean soon enough see yeah yeah incredible so So in nashville is where you really kind of started the the journey Mm mm-hmm I think so. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, like, wait, am I allowed to start on this? I don't yeah. ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit got real. <laughs> when, I was, um, when I was like 15, I was like, I definitely knew I wanted to do this. Um, and I did. I, at the time, like I was like 2011 or I was 14 actually. Um, and at the time, like, you know, the reality TV shows were like super, big i mean i think they still are i don't really pay attention to them now but i just remember it was like all i ever wanted was like being on the shows so mm-hmm. and i auditioned for america's got talent i got on and made it through like the live rounds um, oh wow yeah so that was like a really uh what's the way to say it a huge learning experience because those are like i think i learned the dark side of the music industry like really young for better mm-hmm. or for worse that like um the, the 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 quick the short the short way to what you want is rarely ever the most fulfilling um mm. and i was you know so young and it just it was so much um but i kept doing it and um worked through a lot of that and and then i moved to nashville and it's funny imagining myself moving to nashville when i was like 18 because i feel such a different person i mean i feel more like myself now but i feel like nashville really like just taught me how to craft a song and Mm -hmm. to find a community that supports artistry um and shit kind of got really really fast in nashville too my freshman year at belmont i signed a publishing deal so it was kind of like very unexpected um very amazing um and so all of a sudden I was like writing professionally, mm-hmm. whatever that means. I don't think 
that doesn't mean anything. You don't need any of that. You don't need a degree in songwriting to be a songwriter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but through all that, I mean, through years of kind of navigating those waters and mm-hmm. collaboration and um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I, I do know what I want to say now. And I, I do know how I want to paint and what colors and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible though, to, to score a publishing deal that, that quickly, you know? In, yeah, it was very school. unexpected. The school I went to is um, just had a lot of like, um, they just connected in the, you know, music row, uh, mm-hmm publishing label world like a lot of professors are kind of professional songwriters still so they 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 did showcases for um you know some publishing companies and i just applied to one freshman year pretty flippantly and um and yeah i applied for the sony tv showcase and did the showcase sang a couple songs and then yeah like a month later i had an offer and it was very like Oh, I just moved. This was my goal for after. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, you got validated right right off the bat. I mean, your freshman year that you, you totally know, that you could totally. write songs. Was it different collaborating it was, with people in that? Oh sense yeah, too? that was that was almost uh, kind of a shit show for a while. I mean, I feel like I like you know you look at me now and there's no mistake. You don't. You kind of know what you're getting if you look at. <laughs> pictures of me or whatever but then I think I was um, I mean I wasn't like in the closet by any means but I wasn't I wasn't ready to tell my truth and my art um, fully and I was put in a lot of rooms with a lot of just I don't, I don't know the better way to say it but straight cisgendered men and um and it 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 never really it never it didn't feel like a safe place for me until i started until i realized like well i just need to tell my truth and be who i am and the more i did that the more i was rewarded um Mm -hmm. the more vulnerable i was the more you know the kind of more the pieces came together and people are paying attention more and so that's kind of just my north star now is telling the truth was not there, being afraid of that do you remember like a specific or particular session that you're like you know i'm just gonna be vulnerable and, and say what i'm gonna say yeah i mean kind of a turning point for me it was in like so 2017 yeah i think it was late 2017 um i my uh i was really struggling with what i wanted to say like i just really felt like i couldn't i think i knew that i think i knew i had to really tell the truth but i was resisting it and i was talking to my my then boyfriend at the time and i was like i don't just say and he said stop writing songs about me <laughs> and i was like you're right um and then i started and then and then i had a session with one of my dearest dearest friends now his name's mike miller he's my music director now too and um and going back to the straight cisgendered man like that is him and 
I I came into I I I came for a session and he just sat down and he just started being so vulnerable and so real. Without even me really asking, it was just really beautiful, and that made me feel like, oh, I can do this. Like I can say this. And we wrote this song called Holy Man, which was the last song on my EP I put a, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that really was kind of a shift for me. And then, you know, I wrote the song Jacob from the Bible, these very autobiographical um, songs that kind of like hurt when I was writing it. I feel like that's my barometer when I wrote a song is like, if it kind of makes me want to throw up when I'm writing it, then it's probably I'm supposed to be writing that. (laughs) And since then, I've just kind of become addicted to that feeling and like how honest, how raw, how real can I can I get mm-hmm. because what Mike did that day opened me up and I know if I do it it will open people up because Tony Morrison says um the uh oh it's something about I literally have it written down in my journal I have no idea or oh the function of freedom is to free others um which I think is so true it's like it's one thing to feel free but it's another thing to to share your freedom and to tell people through arts or whatever way that um, they're not alone and whatever they feels makes them bad or ugly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we all feel those things. Yeah. Wow. Well, imagine, wow. That's incredible. You think about, yeah. imagine if you didn't show up that day and wasn't vulnerable and didn't feel safe. I mean, would Holy Man have came out and would that have started this whole snowball into, you know, what became spiritual and your new record. And that's pretty, that's incredible to think about. I don't like to think about that too much. <laughs> those things like those things are really freaking me out. If it's like uh, I've been obsessed with the word kismet lately, which means like uh, divine or like uh-huh. uh, I don't know, just like like oh, this feels kismet. Like this feels I don't know. It was weird. I woke up with my head, but those moments I feel like are like you know they're meant to be moments and. Yeah, I don't like to think about them not happening. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a, gl- a glitch in the matrix or something. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, tell me about, okay, so Spiritual came out in 2019? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and that you, re- you re- released that record when you were in Nashville. Were you able to, did you tour on the album or was it like just songs that kept coming out and you ended up was like, put it uh, out as a body of work? Like. How did that EP yeah. come together? I mean, I was like totally DIY. I didn't have a label or anything at uh-huh. that point. And um, I literally opened a credit card to pay for it, which I have paid off now. Um, <laughs> and which I don't, I don't not recommend it, but I don't recommend it. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. And I just had this feeling like I had these five songs and I was like, I have no idea. But what I do know is that if I remain authentic to myself, and I put out these songs, it, it'll work the way it's supposed to work. Like I was mm-hmm. like, there'll be some reward for this. I don't, I don't know what it is or how big or small it will be. And, and I put it out and it was, it was, it was very cathartic. And um, yeah, I did play shows like um, put a beautiful big show in Nashville. And, you know, it was, did like a, a European, pretty DIY European tour, which is wow. super fun. Um and that was at the end of 2019, uh, which brought me to London. 
which is I've always I always had wanted to go to London to um, write because going back to like the Adele and sure. Florence the Machine like those like all those songs are like those artists are my favorite and I wanted to you know work with those people work with those writers um, so that was the point so I ended up in London and that's kind of when I started writing all this new stuff that's about to come out oh, okay wow and then that yeah. was in the beginning of 2020 were you yeah end of you, end of 2019 beginning of 2020 were you there when the when COVID and all that happened no i was just in london for all of october oh okay wow you like just yeah. miss okay i did yeah i mean i feel like i got a, i got a lot in like right in the final moments so i'm grateful for that wow okay <laughs> yeah well, yeah tell me tell me about the uh, middle of love yeah um I wrote that literally like February of 2020. So, um, well, when I was in London, um, I got a DM from Justin Tranter, a uh, songwriter and activist. And I knew who Justin was. I saw Justin like open for Lady Gaga and um, when I was like 12 and knew that, you know, he's a huge songwriter. So I got this DM and he heard Jake from the Bible and um, I like, fell out of my chair it's <laughs> like okay um and i didn't really know what i was like cool i didn't know that he had just started the label with warner or anything i don't know um but then i did find out oh he's our label and um he wants to write with me i was like yeah hell yes so i went to la in february of uh 2020 the final <laughs> the final month before the end of the world. sure and <laughs> the last book of that chapter uh or the last chapter of that book um and we wrote together for like a week and yeah that was the first day i got there is we wrote middle of love together and a lot of these songs on this new project are kind of my observations of love and i was really kind of zoomed into like my experience with love and quite a, kind of like the queer experience with love in particular. But then I was zooming out to more of like love in general. You know, I was kind of like, my grandpa was like dying at the time because his wife, my grandma died. Um, and he was, you know, he just kind of became a shell of himself after she died. And that really kind of struck me. Um, it made me really sad. And, you know, my own love was, my own relationship was kind of, going up and down and then uh, I was reading about all these LGBTQ plus heroes they were all kind of murdered or like all ended in tragedy and it's just like it was just like right there and I mm-hmm. and I feel like I sat down that day to like A like write this honest song about love um, but also just when I see like when I sing that song when I perform it it really just kind of feels like cathartic um feels like um it feels like the chaos of loving someone <laughs> of the like beauty and terror that it is um and then it was um so i'm so excited i'm so excited for it to come out first it feels like the right first song from this project i was gonna ask is it do you feel like it sets kind of the tone for the rest of the project i think so yeah, I do. I think it's 
it's funny because I wrote I wrote a whole album like I finished it last um, like October mm-hmm. um, and you know and then I've, rec- I've recorded about half of it and um, listening to the songs I was like wow like these have a lot of energy like these have a like these feel very bright and colorful and lyrically they're pretty you know not dark but um i feel like have some darker substance and some deeper truths hidden in the kind of the the energy of it um so yeah i feel like this song is just kind of like right out of the gates just in your face which i really really love um especially with the music video we did i feel like you un- I feel like it's easy to understand what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Will the video come out with the with the song on Thursday or are you? Yeah. Oh, cool! I can't wait. It will. It will premiere at the same time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Jake, for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh man, I went by so fast. It was so fun. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. I do have one more question though, before I let you go, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, I think I've probably already said this a million times, but <laughs> just off- authenticity is everything. I mean, every, every good thing that's happened along this path thus far has just, has been from me bearing my soul and my heart and whatever that means to you, because every story is different. Everybody's different. Um, but I'm just all for, all for telling your, telling your truth. Um, and having fun along the way. I mean, it's, it's a, like, I, I spent, I feel like probably seven or eight years just imitating and finding my voice within all of that. So it's the exploratory is important. Um, but I think at the end of the day, just, just being honest and I like the image of being a seed instead of a beautiful shell. Um, I feel like truth is truth is like a seed that can grow and, you know, some art that may not be honest is more like a shell that looks really nice on the outside, but doesn't really do anything. So I'm all about trying to make seeds. (laughs) 